Hallelujah. Now, last week, we began sharing on the, I've been sharing on growing in the word. But I want to continue before we enter into the session of prayer. Now, I hope you all have your prayer requests ready. Now, if you don't have your prayer request, um, quickly beckon on the usher to get you your prayer request form. There are two copies. The one you are writing and presenting and the one you are dropping in the box. The one you are dropping in the box is for us to collate and um, intercede practically on your behalf for them. So, the one other one is the one you will be lifting up for the next three Sundays. And I want you to have a diary where you write this thing. So that you are raising a, a, a pillar where that will always remind you that, yes, this used to be a prayer request in your life. There are things that I looked up to there and I laugh. Because, you see, I, I still have some of the things that God did for me as far back as 2012. I have a journal that I keep. You should not be forgetful. So anytime I'm believing God for something new, I go back to my record. For instance, I, it, it, I, I forgot. It was when I was looking at my record sometimes, I realized that it was 2016 we went for Badagri Crusade. That we gathered over 50 churches at Badagri for a crusade. And I, one of the things that surprised me, when, what I wrote is that I said in that note, I said, Lord, we are starting a crusade and all we have today is 2,000 naira. I said, what? I said, Lord, but I'm believing that this crusade will be one of the greatest crusades. Yeah, 2K crusade. 2K crusade. <laughs> but I agree, not Agege here. And we had over 50 churches we have gathered. Isn't it there? So I, it, it charged me up. That is the same yesterday, today, and what? And you see, if, if I show you the video of that crusade, I think, guys, we should show some of the videos of our crusade. Because we are, we are entering very soon into another season. Of, in May, May is crusade month. May is going to be our soul winning month. So we are going to be having one major crusade somewhere in this area. You understand? We are taking the gospel there. So I'm just charging your faith that take this thing seriously and believe. It's not an ordinary meeting we have come. We have not come for an ordinary meeting. Amen. Amen. Now, everything about a child of God is supernatural. Everything about a child of God is what? Supernatural. Genesis chapter 1, God said, let us make man in our image. After our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, over everything that creepeth upon the earth. You know that word? Over everything. Then the Bible says that, and God made man in his image. Now watch. The mandate that is, that is supposed to rule, right? Dominion is a word that describes a king, a ruler, someone in authority. So number one, it, the word let us make man and let them have dominion they, they, is a description of the agenda of God for the man he was making. You are made, you and I are made to be a ruler. A ruler has glory. 
a ruler has splendor. Even till date, after the fallen man, when you see real presidents passing or real king passing, you will see them by their plate numbers, by their cars, by their entourage. Because there is always something glorious about a ruler. God made man in the realm of glory. He could have said, let us make man in our image. But said, this one is a special person. He must have dominion. Say with me, I have dominion. Say, I am a king. Oh, you will not call yourself. Say, I am a king. I am special. Now, when God finished making man, I want to lay a foundation for something for that you understand. What is it that God used, empower him with, to be able to have dominion? What was it that God gave him to have dominion? The Bible says, and God blessed them. God blessed them. God blessed them. So you see that all that man needed to exercise dominion. Can I have my front screen on? Whoever is in the media team, the TV in front of me must be on so that I can see some of the things you guys are doing. Now, and God blessed them. And God said unto them. So all that man needed to be great in life. He has not been to any university. He has not been to any school. He has not been to any college. He has not been to anything. All that man needed to be great was the blessing of God and what God declared over his life. God blessed them and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. And God blessed them. So, the word blessing and what God has said is what has empowered him to have dominion. There is power in blessing. And there is power in the word of God. Move to chapter 2. Chapter 2 then gives us another background. And say, and God formed man out of the dust of the earth. He formed man out of the material world. But do you know what happened? And the Bible says, and God breathed into him. And man became living. So, in other words, the breath that makes God, God. The same breath that resides in God. The same breath that God carried. God moved near this man he has formed and he, and by that breath a, a clay or a mud or a sand, whatever the material was, came alive. By the breath, blood began to flow. By the breath, the brain came alive. The veins, the arteries, the lungs. Everything came alive just by the breath. But it was more than that. If the breath of God was just an ordinary breath, we could have even by that breath with the modern oxygen that is sold. There is something about that breath 
that is not ordinary. Because you realize that after the breath, God gave him a mandate and said, put him in the garden and said, cultivate this garden. He has never been to any farming school. He has never been to any agricultural school. He has never learned farming and God said to him, cultivate. Oh, you don't understand the power of that breath? Let me explain something again to you. Then God brought all the animals and God said, name them. No. Ask yourself, where will he get the name from? In fact, he has never had any other name apart from his own name. And God said, name them. Because you see, in that breath was the power of intelligence. The breath of God carries the intelligence of God. It carries the, the being of God. You see, God cannot be too taught. So the man that God created need no lecturer to reign in life. The man that God created need no academic qualification to do his assignment. Because God did not go to any school before he became intelligent. So all man needed to have intelligence was the breath of God. And from that day, he began, he began to know what he did to do. But you see, I'm trying to explain something. Lay it back ground. In chapter 3, move to chapter 3 now of Genesis. When the devil then came to tempt Adam and Eve, remember that if you check your chapter 3 from verse 1, the conversation was about, did God say it? The whole thing was a challenge on what man was placing his trust on. It means that Adam and Eve, their life was based on what God said. They were people who were just operating by what God has said. They believe that they are what God said they are. They have what God said they have. So the, everything about Adam and Eve was just based on what? The word. So when God said, give the animals name. He just believed I have the capacity and the ability and everything to do it. He didn't query. He just believed. Because you will be called ego. You, you are dove. And he never ran out of name. Even now, if I ask you to give the name, the name of 100 birds, you can find it difficult. But the, the guy named over 100 birds. He named wild animals. You see, because he was never doubting or he was never in doubt of what God has said. He, everything God said he can do, he believed he can do it. He, just, he was just walking on the word. He was living by the word of God. That was the source of his victory. Everything about man was founded on the word. So Satan came, that temptation. Did God said, go to Genesis chapter 3 with me. Look at it. Genesis chapter 3 verse 1. And the serpent was more cunning than the best that the beast of the field which the Lord God had made and said to the woman, as God what? As God what? What was the thing the devil was querying? The word of God. Now you see that I want you to see what really happened in this garden. We focus so much on the fruits. But we, don't, we have not seen the principle that is behind. That he came to challenge them. Don't live by the word of God. Don't put all your trust in the word of God. You see, he came to challenge man. 
that you are believing and operating by the wrong principle, which is what? What God has said. It means Adam and Eve, what was power in their existence? The word. The word of God was the essence of their being. The word of God was everything they were operating by. And when the devil wanted to make them fall, what did he come to challenge? He came to challenge the word. It was a temptation about don't put your trust in the word of God. The temptation was not about the fruit itself, but was, was so much about the father. Take your eyes away from the word and place it in another word. Place your trust in another system. Place your trust or your attention in another way. And the Bible said that when he said to them, God did not release. It was all about what God has said. So when they fell, what, did they, what was the fall all about? The fall was not just about the fruit they ate, but the fact that they, they moved their existence from trusting in what God has said to what the devil has said, to what the world is saying. So they changed the system of operation. Adam was operating first by the system of the word of God. Now what has now changed is that that system is now changed to relying on your own self and what the devil has said. That is what it means to be a fallen man. A fallen man is one whose trust is not in what God has said or in the word of God, but in his own ability or in what the devil or what is around him is saying. That is what it means to be a fallen man. Oh, I hope you have understood what it means to be a fallen man. And do you know what that did for them? The moment they put their trust in another word, in another thing, they took their trust from the word of God and placed it in another thing and in another person. For the first time, they began to feel cold. They began to feel, see, the five senses was activated. The scent of sin, hearing, they were yelling before, but it was not based on the natural thing. What was taken away when they fell was the supernatural dimension from their life. So for the first time, he knew that the weather was cold. For the first time, he was aware that he was naked. Shame, fear. For the first time, you see, he was hiding. He realized that the teeth of that lion can harm him. Before, he, he, he could see the lion, but the lion, he never had fear. And when there is no fear, the lion could not sense any way why he should harm him. The lion was still dangerous, but fear is what opens our life for the oppression of the devil. You see, where there, fear is, there, is like an aroma. It, fear is what invites danger into the life of a man. Actually, fear. That's why sometimes when the devil wants to scare you, it gives you a bad dream. You know, it gives you a bad dream. I was explaining to somebody during the week. You have a dream, for instance, and you see, maybe you see caskets. You see a ghost. You see one terrible thing. Do you know what the devil has come to do? He knows what he's doing. Most children of God don't know how to interpret dreams. And that's why the devil has victory when... That is why often the devil tries to harass people through their dreams. No matter what you see in the dream, even if you see that they are burying your enemy, not you, or even you yourself, they are burying you. <laughs> you see a snake in the dream, you see something in the dream. 
Let me tell you the, dream, the meaning of dream. What is a dream? A dream is a spiritual expo. It's a man who wants to write exam. And somebody has come to give you expo. You know what we call expo? They've come to show you the question paper of, of what you are going to write tomorrow. Now, when you then somebody shows you the question paper of, what the, of the exam you are going to write tomorrow, what should be your reaction? Fear or joy? No, fear of joy. Even if the question is difficult, even if it was one of those mathematical questions, maybe algebra or vector analysis and, you know, angle of elevation to, uh, is it depression and all those things. No matter how difficult the question may be, that you are privileged to, and you know that this question is authentic, you are privileged to have the question before the exam tomorrow or day tomorrow, two, two days later. Does the, it does not matter how difficult it is. What do you think will happen to the man? He will be happy. Why? Because he knows that he has an advantage already. Dream comes to give you an advantage, not a disadvantage. You see, when you have a dream, God has just given you an expo of what the devil is about to do. He is a step ahead of the enemy. So what should you do? You should start rejoicing. Even if it's a snake you have seen, even if it's whatever the danger, lift your voice and say, Lord, I thank you for showing me what the enemy is about to do. Thank you for what you have done. Thank you for what for giving me a step, causing me to be a step ahead of the enemy. Then what do you do with that question paper? You sit down with the question paper and you begin to analyze you begin to say, in the name of Jesus, every spirit of sudden death. But you don't start your dream, you don't start a dream by fear. You are going to be conquered. So when people then have to, hey, I saw my son died. Hey, I saw my daughter died. Hey, I dreamt that I, had a, I lost my job. Shut up. Dream comes to give you an advantage. That before that thing will happen, God has shown it to you and he has told you that this is where the devil is coming from. Then you know something in war, intelligence wins. The party that has the intelligence are the ones that wins. That is why in war, if you know that your enemy is coming by this road and they are coming with 40 soldiers and they have 40 tanks and they have this number of things, even though you are few, no matter the number of that enemy, you already have an advantage against them. You know how to position yourself. That is why God gives us dreams. Not to make you panic and be afraid. It's a spiritual expo. So what do you then do? You know the enemy is coming by tomorrow morning. And they are coming with 40 tanks. And they have 40 foot soldiers. And they have only 40 guns. So you know, you, you have an information ahead. Then you tell your soldiers, we are not going to stand here. We are going to hang here. We are going to hang there. You know, when the devil then hears a man who has had a dream praying. That is why anytime you have a dream, the first thing is thanksgiving. Not fear. Ha, thank you, Lord. Oh, and you start rejoicing. That devil is a bastard. So this is what the devil wants to do again. Eh? Ha, the devil. Eh? You know, you first rejoice because now you have intelligence reports. Angels have come to download what is about to happen to you. So you first start every dream. It's not how difficult the question is. You have the expo. Even if you don't know what to do, you can go take it to somebody to explain to you. Because you are sure that this is going to come up in your exam. It's very hard for a student who have seen an exam papers before the, to always fail before the exam. It's very hard. Unless that person is foolish. Very, very hard. He enters that, that exam. Everybody has still apprehensive. He, <laughs> he knows what they don't know. He's relaxed. 
So relax. When you have a dream, you, you should be happy. You should be happy. I said you should be what? It's an expo. Then, so if you, have, you want to pray about a dream, the first one and a half hours is even about your thanksgiving. It's about the first one hour is about thanking God. Then you now sit down and punish that devil. Oh, you punish that devil. By the time you are praying, you then begin to say, in the name of Jesus, whatever wants to attack my father. Then the demon that have been planning their own, JJ, they then hear your prayer. Now, the demon of sudden death is about to come to your family. Then the devil says, Kelebashotolia. Every spirit. And the devil says, Sudden death. Who told her that you are coming there? Oh, God, I don't know. I said, Should I still go? Ah, if Mike can hold you there. Don't you care to hear what she's praying about? Sudden death. You want to cool? Uh, so sudden death, she's praying about sudden death, but all she's praying about accidents. How did she know that a spirit of accident is about to happen? So as accident is coming, accident hears that you are praying already. You see, already the accident says, hey, there is danger here. So that spirit of accident will carry his load. I will begin to look because he knows if it fele, he go die. So sudden death accident knows that if he goes into that place, the angels are waiting. Where is the sudden death? Where is the accident? Where, where, where? You know, your ambassador, come, come. Where are you? You want to be I said, you want to be I said, you want to be Who are you that want to be We shall cut you down. Hallelujah. Tell me, you want to be Oh, hope I have demystified your dream for you right now. No, 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 be afraid. It's an advantage always. It's an advantage always. Have you ever wondered why? Even when they threw Joseph inside the, this thing, he was not. Mm, mm. He has had a dream. He knows where this old matter will end. God has given him an expo. He knows where the matter. So as he was in the dream, as he was there in the pit, they were doing it. Holy are you Lord. I, I know my dream. I, I had a dream. And I saw the sun and the star bowing down to me. Even the moon bowed down to me. So even though I'm in this pit, I know this is not the end of the road. My dream did not end like this. This is not how my dream ended. And I said, God's word has come to give you a dream. That you are the head. And you are not the tail. You are the head. And you are not the tail. That by stripes, you are healed. I said, God's word has come to give you a dream. That it will always be well with you. God's word has come to give you a dream. That yet though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil for thou art with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. I am comforted. I am comforted. People don't understand why you are so calm when things are tough around you. People don't understand why you are not being moved. They said, oh, that sickness killed your mother. They said, oh, that sickness killed your father. They said, oh, this is how it has been. But you tell them, I have a dream. I said, I have a dream. God's word has given me a dream. I know the end of a matter is better than the beginning. I have a dream. I have a dream. 
Because we heard everything will work together. I said, all things are working together. For my good, I have a dream. I have a dream that my beginning, even though my beginning may be small, but yet my latter hand shall greatly increase. I have a dream that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I have a dream. Oh, I have a dream. Look at yourself say, I have a dream. No matter the sickness, I have a dream. The word of God has said, by stripes, I am healed. By stripes, I am healed. By stripes, I am healed. I said, by the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. Hallelujah.